serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave david and connor dave stevens david sterling connor ennis i am tony pervenanzi it is sunday november was it the fourth today guys fifth 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 holy shit guy fox it's guy fox day guy that's right it's guy fox day holy crap um dave and i are recording from uh my room in the venetian i am here for a little uh well kind of a conference i won't get the details but it's crazy never stayed in the venetian before uh this suite is actually pretty nice uh, you know, all the rooms. stairs. We've got stairs in the hotel room. We do. We have yeah. stairs. I I've, nice. I stayed in the Venetian once uh, years ago, and even in their like their like little their littlest suites, they have stairs and they have like automated blinds and like their their what? suite are their suites are huge. Like there's yeah, like, there nice. should be a there should be a remote uh, somewhere in there that, uh, that think controls we, the blinds. I think we have the manual. We have the manual options for the yeah. blinds. But yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. No, it is interesting. Actually, literally being with tony so i'm not just we're not yeah. just saying that we're not literally we're actually in the same room recording on the same yeah. screen so if the audio sounds a little different than it normally does that's probably why but sounds yeah. good to me so uh yeah dave and i flew in today uh dave on delta me on sun country i'll never fly sun tra- country again because mm-hmm. our wi-fi fucking sucks so i couldn't watch the vikings game on the plane but i had a great uh great time on the plane i sat uh next to somebody uh her name is sharon she is from Hutchinson, originally from Barnum. I want to say shout out to her. She'll be listening to the podcast. Uh, we had a great chat on the plane the whole way over. It was her second flight ever. She's 44 years old and there's a second flight. So, wow. A little nervous. She was a little nervous, but, you know, she got through. She's coming here to see her husband. Um, so, yeah. But uh, shout out to Sharon. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're enjoying Vegas whenever you listen to us or you did enjoy Vegas when you listen to this. Um, but, yeah, so I'm in Vegas David is in his backyard, it looks like, looking for rats. Right, or yeah. Or iguanas. Yeah. Or iguanas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, David Bobcats. has been cold. Bob- what? Bobcats? Bobcats. Yeah. We got a lot of In those. your neighborhood? Bobcats, really? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I thought maybe your neighborhood was full of cougars. <laughs> well, Figuratively <laughs> and accurate. I mean, literally, yeah. So David has been cold down there recently. Um, it's chilly right now. Um, what is it? Okay, so I it's, was down uh, in Tampa last week, and so what do you consider chilly down there? Because okay, so I would say it's chilly right now. It's sixty-eight. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if chilly. you can call that chilly because yeah. I mean, it's you're. I mean, granted, you're in Fort Myers, but I guess yeah. I suppose. What's the average low say in January though? In January, uh, you know, 50s. Okay, so I, I don't know if you can call 68 chilly. I don't know. It's, it it is you, when it nice was thing. like, when it was like 87, felt like 90, and now it's yeah. 68. It's chilly. I mean, Connor, you could speak to this as well, but we've had pretty decent weather in Minneapolis recently. But uh, yeah, it was nice stepping off the plane today into, I think, 75 degree weather no, here in sure. Las Vegas. Yeah. Don't say we had good weather. We had snow the other day, Dave. We oh, had right. snow the other day, but it was literally the day after I got back from Tampa, actually, and then it snowed like uh, an I have a, 
I have a much shorter memory. I'm I'm talking about the last couple of days, oh, not, uh, not the last <laughs> week. So. Well, oh, yesterday oh, it was nice Halloween, enough. Yeah. Yesterday it was nice enough for me to rake up my back lawn, so I, I did get to go, go outside and rake up the rest of the leaves. Um, Speaking of Halloween, I just want to give David a, a shout out and props for his Halloween costume, uh, and kind of maybe get some context. Were you at a party? Were you just going neighborhood trick or treating? Uh, fantastic costume. Obviously, I'll let you describe it, but um, yeah, we were just dressing up. Um, did uh, I mean I've always been a huge Back to the Future fan. It's one of the first movies I really remember seeing. Um, so yeah, I dressed as Marty and Sarah dressed as Jennifer. Um, and I, I think you know we went online and got our costumes, and they were pretty, pretty accurate. I didn't wear the uh, the denim jacket that came with costume. I didn't wear that; it looked too fake. So I I had a different one. But um, nice. beyond that, I mean, yeah, they were. I was pretty impressed with the costume. You should have dressed yeah. Ollie up as uh, Doc Brown. He, I, we're we're lucky if he'll wear anything for a costume. So, <laughs> I mean, he he hates costumes. I don't know why. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a really great costume, David. Again, it was Thanks. awesome. Fantastic! Yeah, I, I love Back to the Future. That was that mm-hmm. vest was spot on. Yeah, fantastic. No. Um, so David's in his backyard. Connor's in the only person who's not in a crazy place. He's just in his room. In my basement. Yeah. In your basement. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, Connor. I mean, nah, I mean, it's all good. I'm back in my basement probably for the first time since uh since getting back from vacation. So uh so yeah, it's enjoy, nice. Enjoy yourself down there. It was great. Yeah, it was uh it was eighty eight and sunny the entire time we were down there and uh and we I got to visit uh, Copper Tail Brewing for the first time down there and brought a couple beers back with me. Um, nice. And I got to, uh, we got to visit visit some place uh, called, uh, David, you've been to Tampa, right? Uh, have you ever yeah. been to, you've been to uh, Armature Works up there? I have not. Uh, no. it's, a, it, it's a cool like little restaurants uh, hub down there where they have, you, you can get, there's a bar there's like a bunch of different kinds of restaurants there's like a korean place there's a burger place there's a euro place um it's it's really nice uh That's but of course my favorite place in tampa is sparkman's wharf down there i love sparkman's mm. wharf um, yeah it's, it's pretty cool yeah it's a beautiful kind of low-key place to go hang and we played some halloween trivia and we won so that was that was pretty cool yeah yeah fantastic yeah well yeah well Good you're back now, Connor, and back into the uh, cold weather of Minnesota. Now, I'll, I'll uh, take 57. Today was 57. I'll take that one, in, uh-huh. in November. Now, hold on, Connor. So you got brought back some beers from Florida, right? I did, yes. Are you drinking one on the podcast tonight? I am not, no. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> Somebody's no, I thought we might have had a non-Minnesota beer podcast tonight. But. No, I I have a uh, I do have a Minnesota beer on the podcast uh, tonight, right. but um, but yeah, the uh, I brought one crawler back for my dad, and one for me because uh, again, I got the free dive from Coppertail down there, nice. which nice. is a, and might be like probably one of my top five beers of all time now. Love love that IPA. It's so nice and dry and hoppy. Uh, but no, um, do you guys want to just dive into beers? Let's talk or about the beers tonight because yeah. 
Uh, David's got one from Florida, I'm sure. Oh. Dave and I are drinking something from Las Vegas, and actually nice. in in the in the hotel casino that we're staying in, it's the only brewery on the strip. Uh, I did want to mention uh, you guys saw the text. I went to Rochester on Friday for work. Won't get into the details of that shit show, but um, my new uh, guy I work with, Chris, and I stopped at Kinney Creek uh, before we left. It's only a couple blocks away from the office. And I will say they have really, really expanded their tap room. Uh, they got out the front. The front of the – there's no more parking out front. It's all like a big patio. They got a patio in the back now. They've redone the whole interior, and they have so many beers on tap now. And also – they must got with Med City, um, Med City Seltzer, and they are doing Med City Seltzer in there too. So they have taps of that. So, and they have pull tabs and Minnesota State Lottery tickets, scratch offs in there. Oh, cool. and they have some sort of Italian ice, like alcoholic Italian ice, which I've oh, never yes. seen before. It's like alcohol it comes in little cups. They got like grapes. Yeah, and it's like it looks like it's. It's in a cooler like it would have been like ice cream you see in a cooler. And it's like yeah. fantastic. It's like unbelievable. So I next podcast, I get to get a crowler. I'll be drinking from Kenny Creek next podcast. But since Connor, since you're the only one in Minnesota beers, what are you drinking tonight? Well, um, I went off my usual IPA route and decided to drink a brown ale tonight. But it's from a Minnesota favorite. It's from Liftbridge Brewing in Stillwater. And it's called the Fireside Flannel. Um, it is, I haven't had a look at this can yet. Let me take a look. Uh, it is, aren't they supposed to list um, uh, the the alcohol percentage on on all the drinks? I don't know if they I have to. I don't know that they have no, to. Yeah. I don't think it's a requirement, but most, most craft breweries certainly most do. do. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate okay. that, obviously. But... Yeah, I, I mean, I would certainly. But I don't think it's would, a but... requirement, no, Okay. to answer your question. Uh, well, I, I can't see the alcohol content, but it's a nice um, fall beer to be able to uh, to sip. It's it's very great for sitting sitting by the fire around a, a bonfire or anything like that. And uh, if you guys can check out the color here, it's, it's nice and brown. Um, nice so yeah. yeah, I mean, Connor, you've had a few beers in your day. If you had to guess the ABV, what what, what would you guess? Ooh, let's see. But just um, you know, from the taste, you know. I would guess probably about six or seven percent right around there. Um just by just by the taste. And you know what? I'm gonna look it up now to see how close I was. I'm kinda interested. Fireside flannel. How how close am I to guessing this this alcohol percent? Wow, it's four point seven. You're way <laughs> off. Oh, way wow. Off. <laughs> so, All right. I guess I that could be, be good that again. Bad. So I mean, I, to me, if you said six to seven percent, that that would tell me that your beer has some nice flavor. You know, you can maybe, you know, I don't want to say taste the alcohol, but you know, you taste something—the hops, hoppiness. Or, but it, you said it's an amber brown brown ale, so you wouldn't expect it's a brown that. ale. Yeah, it does taste a little hoppy, but it overall, that's what you would expect out of a brown ale, but not too dark of a brown ale. So, um, it's I mean, it's nice and caramely. And it's got a little bit of uh, almost, I mean, I, it just, it's great for sitting around a bonfire. I don't really know how else to describe it. It's uh, it's a great kind of sip it and relax beer. Very nice. What well, do you got from, our one? Nev, what do you got from Nevada down there? I, I don't know. I don't know any Nevada breweries. 
Well, like I said, this is the only brewery technically on the strip. There used to be another one they closed during COVID. This is Trustworthy Brewing Company. It is in the Venetian uh, where we're staying at. Um, they do also have, a, I think, out in – they're here and in Burbank as well. So they brew here and Burbank. Uh, but I got – Dave and I went down there for dinner at the brewery, had some had some drinks, had some good food. And I ended up getting the T-shirt weather Pilsner. And uh, this says, the weather is beautiful and I wish you were here. Take a seat, put up your feet, relax and soak in the moment with aromas of lemon zest and noble hops. And notes of cracker, honey, and crisp bitterness. You'll be wearing oh, a t-shirt good. all year long. So yeah, it's it's a fantastic beer, guys. It's uh four point it's four point four point one percent. So it's a it's a slammer if you really wanted to. Uh, but I'm enjoying it immensely. Hmm. Um, and Dave's got something from the same one. Dave, what did you get? I do, yeah. I actually kind of on the along the same lines as Connor. At least I thought I knew what I was getting. I, I I should say when we were sitting down having dinner, great food, by the way, the menu is awesome. Didn't even know this place was here, but it was just kind of cool knowing that, you know, we're sitting in the Venetian basically right on the strip and they brew their beer, you know, right over our, basically look over your shoulder. That's where they brew the beer. So that was pretty cool. I ended up going with a trust, trustworthy IPA, kind of their flagship uh, with dinner. And then I brought back a four pack of what I thought was just kind of an easy drinking amber ale. Um, not the case, actually. And I kind of see why now. So I went with their brass jar hoppy amber. Okay. And so it's an amber ale, I guess, technically, but it's a hoppy amber. So, and the way they describe this is this bruiser of a beer comes out swinging with one fist tattooed with hops and the other with malt. So basically, if you didn't infer what I was talking about, yes, it's an amber ale, but it's very hoppy as well. And so it comes in at 8%. So it is not mine's much less of a sipper than, say, Tony's. But I'll tell you what, it's really unique in the sense that, yeah, you do you you do at first maybe think you're drinking an amber ale, but then it kind of hit, hits back with, with more of an IP, a hoppy IPA taste to it. So it's rather unique. I don't think I've had a hoppy amber before, but that's exactly what this is. Sure. So it's a good beer. It's 8%. I'll be putting Dave to bed after the podcast. <laughs> Although I got to say, maybe it's because I'm in Vegas, but it is kind of a slammer for me. I'm going down quite fast. So we'll see, Dude, we'll see how this night goes. Six. Oh, man. I'm in trouble tonight. Let me tell no, you. No, no, no. Uh, oh, wait. Maybe you are. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, David, what do you drink from the land of Florida tonight? Um, nothing. <laughs> um, I decided since it was the end of the season episode, I would do... Um, a whiskey and make it Minnesota. So, nice. um, oh, very nice. Yeah. So, I'm doing a uh, Keeper's Heart uh, Irish and Bourbon. So, it's a, uh, it's their blend of Irish whiskey and uh, bourbon. And I mean, this is, this is fantastic. Honestly, I, I really like it. It's, um, it's probably a little bit more Irish than bourbon. Um, in my opinion, I don't even, I can't see what the ABV is. I'm sure it's only like 90 proof, probably 90. Yeah. 92 proof. So 46%. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's really good. I figured it would be a nice fitting end of season, um, drink cap off the night with a light drink considering I've been drinking all. That's a joke. I mean, it's the hardest oh, stuff yeah, I've had. But um, <clears throat> I yeah, I've been drinking all day, so I figured why stop? 
We need cap. We gotta have yeah. Night cap. Sure. Why not? Oh yeah. yeah. And and considering we are we are in three different time zones, so it's only five thirty here basically as we record, yeah. whereas it's uh nearly eight thirty out in Florida, so it's getting late. Yeah. Is this the first time we've recorded coast to coast here? Well almost coast to coast, not Nevada I, I, coast. But... Oh you've been Dave did a in Vegas fact, one. Yeah, in fact, just about two months ago I was yeah. from I was recording. Oh yeah. Vegas. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. We've done that. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. And uh, we've we've done uh, worldwide. I mean, I we had it from China, right. China, Canada, other places. I'm sure. So, yeah. um, you'll be doing England in a few months, won't you? Uh, possibly, a- possibly April or May. Now, yeah. I didn't tell you guys. This. I did tell you guys the story of that whole situation. Yeah, yeah, you did. Well, yeah. Now it's yeah. you know we're gonna go a little later because of you know. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Potentially, new kid. Yeah. You know. But uh, not mine, not mine, not mine, Nick. No, no, no. Somebody else. Um, before we get into uh, soccer talk, guys, I just wanted to uh, shout out to Grand Holler. Of course, Grand Holler does our intro music. Um, they're going to be playing up at, looks like, the Cedar Lounge in Duluth on, uh, well, this coming up Friday, uh, November 10th, uh, starting at 6 o'clock with special guests. So if you're up in the area... Again, I don't know anybody who's up there listens to our podcast, but go see Grand Holler and shout out to them for giving us our intro music. Um, I did also want to mention, this is a funny story, guys. Our friend Johnny. Uh, we all know Johnny. Johnny uh, wins uh, concert tickets like there's no tomorrow. Unreal. Off Cool 108. He wins them all the time. Um, so, of course, they had concert tickets for Billy Joel coming up uh, this coming up Friday. So, of course, oh, yeah. Johnny won tickets to Billy Joel. So then he texts me and goes, well, me and Jenny already got tickets. So would you and Kelly like to go? And I said, absolutely. I get to see Billy Joel for the first time ever. I'm very excited about it. Come back from Vegas. Go get to see Billy Joel at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fantastic. With Stevie Nicks as, play, as, intro, as the, head, or the opening act. Tony so, Laura is uh, going to be there, too. Really? Yeah, Laura will be there. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll be at home so, taking care of the kid, but Laura will be there partying her ass off. She going with some friends? Uh, I think so. I, I think it's with uh, her, our friend uh, Chris. I think I could be wrong. I, I don't. I don't remember who she's going with. I'll text you later this week. We're ended up. We're going to like a brewery right by there. I can't remember what the name of the brewery is. We got reservations at four o'clock. So. Okay. Let you know we're going to be at, and if she wants to step by and have a yeah, beer, I'll, you know, I'll let her know. Awesome. Yes, I had a this list. I want to see Billy Joel, and I want to see Elton John in concert. I'm not going to be able to see Elton John ever because he's done supposedly. Billy Joel, I'm very excited for it, and uh, thanks to John for mm-hmm. listening to Cool on Away and calling in like 15 bajillion times. Yeah, so, it's almost like he has the cheat code or something for that because yeah, mm-hmm. it just seems like every other month he's like, oh, I want tickets to this show. I want tickets to that show. So. It's ridiculous, right? I never win shit. No, I don't either. I would never be that guy. So, all right, let's talk about the loons, guys. I mean, their season was was over a couple weeks ago. Like a lifetime. Seems like it does. It seems like doesn't it? I mean, seriously, Dave, you're right though. It it seems like the season ended, and it's just been like we're dead. We're we're. I, I yeah, I don't know. We're you know we're essentially right in the middle end of the first round of the the MLS Cup playoffs as well. The best of three, whether love it or like it, but uh, yeah, I, 
I be the first to admit, I have not been paying too close of attention to MLS Cup playoffs. And okay. so maybe that's part of it. But the season does seem like it was a lot longer ago. But, and uh, why would you? I mean, it's a three-game series to begin with, right? Yeah. I mean, it, what's the point? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, once it get, you know, it'll just be another week, I suppose, mm-hmm. or so, and it'll get into the bracket. And I think once you get into that bracket, it'll be a little more exciting yeah. probably to follow. Mm-hmm. So. so we all, like, we've all calmed down a bit from the non-playoffs and the whole KC and all that stuff. We have had some time to think about it. So what we do every year is we do a little uh, some awards. We have the uh, best player of the, uh, the for the team this year. We have the worst player, which is the Alexi Gomez Award, and then we have the best newcomer. Um, normally, I do like best and worst game. I think everybody's worst game would be the last the game against KC. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know I mean, if you can pull out a best game I, the, yeah i think the problem with the worst game is you could go back over the last what two months oh yeah the whole thing <laughs> yeah. just... starting in september and you can <laughs> pick any game and it could qualify because it would be that game it's hard to argue because any game through september you could make a case for because had they won one game or got points out of this game the season could be a totally different so yeah yeah it is hard to do that so so we'll just go with those three this time um, and I know it's going to be tough to pick the worst player. Um, I have, oh, I, have my, I have my pick. I'm sure everybody else has their picks. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the best player, guys. The guy who really like was the best player on this team this year, who led him to victories and things like that. Um, Connor, I'll let you go first. Who was the your MVP of the Loons this year? I mean, this one was tough for me. Um. I, 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 I think it was a toss for me. It was a toss up between, yeah. um, uh, I liked Bongi a lot this year. I thought he, uh, I, I thought that he, he really stepped it up from last year and he still has a little bit of stepping up to do. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, I think he's, I think he did well this year, but, Dane St. Clair. I think Dane St. Clair is, was my, was my guy this year. And again, he, I mean, when you finish 11th in the Western conference, there's not a lot of great things to talk about, but Dane St. Clair was, had games where he was solid in goalkeeping in games where we only let in one, where we could have let in three or four if it hadn't been for him. So I'm thinking Dane St. Clair. Yeah. Especially in the start of the season, I'd say, Mm -hmm. I mean, remember the season started with a lot of doubt and uncertainty because of course, Reynoso wasn't here to start the season. So I think you're right, Connor, without Dane, you know, this team was winning games one to nil, you know, they weren't scoring goals. That's for sure. So if they were winning, they were winning one nil or maybe two to two to one or something like that. But yeah, so that's a good point Uh, without Dane being strong early on this it could be a totally different uh scenario we wouldn't even be worrying about the playoffs on decision day but it, but they certainly were although wouldn't you agree though this wasn't his best year as a loon oh no definitely not yeah. he's, he's yeah. had better years for sure um yeah. but again you know with uh with this year being such a down year as it is uh you have to take look at the bright spots wherever they can be and for me dane uh i mean led in dane probably saved about 15 to 20 potential goals um, that could have added to the negative goal differential that, uh, that we had. So I actually don't even know if we had goal, a negative goal differential. Did, did we have a negative goal differential? I, want, I think I we see. did. 
I'll pull it up while you think about it. I feel like we did though, but uh, yeah, let's see. yeah. I think we were. I thought we were right. Negative about five. zero. Yeah. Negative five in the regular season. Negative so. five. Yep. So yeah, think about it. Like if it hadn't been for him, we could have been negative. Uh, I, I would guess somewhere between negative fifteen and negative twenty, somewhere around there. Right. Well, fair answer, David. Yeah. MVP. Um. I mean, I don't think there's any question. It has to be Manuel Reynoso. Um, he right. only played a little bit more than half a season. If he wouldn't have been with us, we would have been the very bottom of the bottom. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think you you look at uh, prior in the uh, the games where he uh, before he showed up, we averaged um, one point three seven or sorry one point one goals per game. We had a goal 90 of 1.03. After he came back, we had 1.68 goals per game and a 1.79 goal 90. Um, I mean, that's right there. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge improvement. Um, I think if, yeah, if, if he never came back this season, we would have been bottom table. Um, oh. I mean, I don't think, you know, it wouldn't even have been close we'd have been probably like a dozen points beyond you're saying 14th because it's interesting i i still know i know this is going back to i think we talked about this in our last recording a couple weeks ago but you know we looked at our predictions and when we made those predictions we kind of assumed that reynoso wasn't going to be there and we had i think what was we had the gambit between what ninth and 13th or 12th or 10th and 14th i think 10th and 14th in that ballpark so yeah, so you're saying, David, it probably could have been way uglier than that, maybe. Oh, I, I think it would have been way, way uglier. We would have been the very Agreed. bottom, and we would have been, you know, 10, 8 to 12 points in the basement, I think. I don't so, I don't think it would have been any question of that. And at that point, then, Heath gets canned, like, earlier than he did. No. Considering Ooh, he, I, I don't know. Actually, I think... So, if Ray, that, yeah, if Ray wasn't here, I think that would have been a, an excuse to let him uh, stay. He gets a pass. If, yeah, I, I think I think they would have said, "Look, we lost our best player. What are you supposed to do?" Well, here, you don't rely on one player, though. That's the thing. Well, no, right, but they they're do. still going to do that. You they, do, yeah. They, um, I mean, I, I think because I think he ended up being fired because even though Ray was here, even though we increased all those stats in terms of scoring and 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 um getting points um out of games we still couldn't it, survive it the, the season that it went that off the rails yeah. the season did in a way because yeah i mean i think that this team somehow found a way to stay alive for the right. first what 15 games that reynoso ended up missing he comes back and all of a sudden it looks like this team's on fire we're going to make a run up the table, maybe finishing as high as fourth or fifth. It was looking like that for a while. And then, yeah. you know, the, it went off the rails, literally. Yeah. And they, the team collapsed. And you look back at it now, you know, a few weeks here after the season ended for the Loons. And, yeah, you kind of – it is a little bit head-scratching, like, what happened. And, you know, I know all of you guys like to go back to uh, tactics. And so I think, David, really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been int- – who knows how it would have turned out without Reno. So, yeah. so. Well, yeah. there's always that argument for Reynoso, you know, I mean, he was up in there in my list too, because like, well, obviously, you know, he always adds yeah. that X factor to our attack. Um, but of course, 
you know, I, I do feel like Reynoso could have had a better year. He's had better years uh, in the in in the past, but uh, I mean, with the ha- with the half a season that he played, I guess we will never really know uh, what a full season with him would have been like. But uh, but no, he's always up there for sure. So yeah, I agree with that. So I'll go next because um, I'm the same as uh, David. I was thinking about Bongi. I mean, Bongi flashed during the League's Cup uh, whole thing. He flashed. Yeah. But then, like, we saw bits and pieces of him after that and didn't really put it together the second half of the season after the League's Cup happened. You know, it was like he did it, but then he didn't. So Ray is my guy. My runner-up actually is P.K. Loon because he actually had to deal with that shit at the stadium all the time, like making people happy for being there, <laughs> you know? And and then, you know, Connor saw him at the uh, the final game. So uh, yeah. got to give it to PK. But, yeah, Ray is – I think anytime Ray is on this team, he's been pretty much our MVP. I don't – there's nobody else who's been close, right? I mean, you look at offensively, yeah. you look at what he does, he's our guy. He does That's boost the, the attack. Yeah, yeah. He, he's built around him. This team is built around yeah. him. Guys. It really is. And, yeah. and Tony, I I think you're spot on about Bongi. Um, I was gonna say him as my runner up, and say almost exactly what you said. You know, if you'd have asked me who our MVP was going into September, I would have said Bongi. Um, but all of a sudden, September hit, and he really disappeared um i think he he barely did anything i mean he barely even got on a stat sheet i think he had i think he had like maybe two two assists or something in the last what a dozen games it was he just disappeared you know it is david and i think what is is he hit a wall he's still young is he like 21 Uh, i think so yeah i mean yes he's very young he's got a ceiling that's way up there he doesn't see like, but he, I think he hit a wall. I think he hit like a, yeah. you know, young guy who played it out during that Leagues Cup, and he hit a wall where he's like, oh shit, I've overexerted myself during this Leagues Cup, and now, what am I going to do? You know, he's yeah. got to get. We talked. Remember we talked about him last year. We I think last year we were talking about how he was a good like super sub at the end of games. He had the speed, he had the agility, to come oh, in, yeah. score some points, right? And then this year he starts, and we saw all that. But then he kind of petered out. Hopefully, it's off season. He trains to go a full ninety minutes for the whole season. You know, to to play. You know, not to like go out there to a. When I ran cross country, um, there were guys who always were like super fast at the beginning of the race, but then they'd die off. You know, halfway through the race, you got to pace yourself through the whole season, and that's something that Bongi has to learn. He's only twenty one, and maybe he'll learn yeah. that. Hopefully, he'll learn. That. No. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dave, who's your MVP? Yeah, well, I'm going to keep this short. It kind of sucks going last, you know, in a discussion like this, because I think basically, in my opinion, the right answer, the answer is Reynoso with an asterisk because he wasn't here for the first 15 games. But even with that asterisk, I think he he's still the right answer right now. So there's not a lot to add. And so I was going to basically... I was going to go with, you know, just to keep the conversation flowing, but Tony basically did that for me. I was going to go with a uh, long way Bongi uh, just because I think for me, it, it was 
Yeah, you guys mentioned the League's Cup um, and his importance in that tournament, which was significant. Obviously, he was, what, the second leading goal scorer in that tournament, I believe, only behind uh, yeah, Messi. Uh, Messi. Yeah. Um, maybe that changed, but yeah. I mean, great tournament. But but going a little bit past that, I just want to bring up the fact that, you know, somebody had to score goals for this team, you know, prior to Reynoso coming. And I think kind of, you know, Halongwe kind of took that torch and, and was scoring goals early for this club. And without him, who knows if we would have even been in a position to try and make a run once Reynoso got back. And, and yes, he did peter off a little bit. I think some of that, maybe more of that than we know, and maybe we'll never know, was injury-related. Obviously, he was hurt, you know, sure. towards the later part of the season. And maybe maybe he just couldn't come back because of that injury. Maybe he tried to come back and just wasn't at full health. I don't know. But I guess... You know, that that would be my, you know, I want to say Reynoso, but I wanted to add Bongi into that and just add the fact that he was important to this club early in the season. And it was nice seeing because I we all had our critiques about Bongi, especially at the end of last season. And I think we saw him build off of that coming into this season with a full off season with a club. He, you know, we still have our critiques, of course, but he certainly looked much, much better, much improved coming into this season and made an impact for this club, quite frankly, in the first half of the season that we were kind of, that he was kind of lacking towards the end of last season. So yeah, as a young player, I think he's still, you know, he's a U, you know, he's signed as a U22 initiative. So yeah, I, I think he's under 22 still. So I think his future is bright uh, with this club, at least for the next two or three years, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so Bongi was my answer. So Unanimously, we all chose right. uh, basically no PK Loon. Yeah, PK Loon. Yeah, I, I yeah. do like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you stole my. That's why I said I don't like going last. That was my, I was going to be my other pick. Jesus, stop drinking so much alcohol. Um, so yeah, Emmanuel Rosso. I think everybody agrees. Uh, Connor, I know uh, DSC had a good had a good year. I think at the beginning he did you know, help mm. us win some games, uh, but. Ray is kind of the guy on this team until he's gone. For sure. I agree. Yeah. So let's switch it up to the uh, my favorite, the Alexi uh, Gomez, worst player on MNUSC that I year. I hate this one. It's, it's, Why? Because I don't like choosing a worst player, but we well, the problem is we got to do it. The problem is we don't have an Alexi Gomez anymore. That's the problem because we could just pin it on Alexi Gomez sure. if all we wanted to. Uh, uh, by the way, for yourself, more... I still will. Do you know where he's at? Does he even play anymore, guys? I assume he yes, is, but I, yes, he I, I does. I know we looked this up recently. Um, so let's take a look at it Alexi was, Gomez. It was South America, I believe, last time we checked mm-hmm. in on Alexi Gomez, but yeah, yep. it's been a little while. Uh, he right now plays for Deportivo Garcilaso in Peru. Uh, in Peru, just, yeah, just out to, just in in the city of Cusco. It looks like. Is that like a work league type of deal, like co-ed or something? Or it's no, it's what? in the <laughs> it's in the Peruvian <laughs> professional league. Um, okay, yeah, it's the Peruvian like Premier League or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah, it's again at the worst. Until otherwise said, he is the worst player ever saw for the loons, but that's why the war's named after him. I'll uh, I'll go first here. It was it was tough because. Couple guys, I thought I'm like, eh, here and there, but really, at the end of the season, it had to be Ethan Bristow. Um, you got to go first, easy. 
Yeah, you got well, to go first. Yeah, and I think everybody's yeah. going to say the same thing, right, guys? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. So I've oh, I, I got to say that. <laughs> well, I've got somebody to add to the conversation, but again, like if, you're, if I think the right answer is is Bristol, but now he wasn't with this club the full season, so I no. Think. But here's the problem, and that's here's the, the only reason I'm not taking it. Okay. Well. Okay. And the only reason that I'm doing this is because, you know, Heath brings him in, says, "Oh, this guy, he was in the what is it, the fourth division of the English uh, League Two, wasn't he? League, League two. two. It was League Two. Yeah. yeah. So technically um, the fourth, right? Yes. So yeah, Heath brings him in as like down, yeah. Heath brings him as like diamond in the rough type of guy. Doesn't start him for a long time. Comes in, looks like totally out of place. Like he doesn't even know what the fuck they're doing in terms of strategy or whatever. And he just looked completely like lost. And, and it just, it's, it's baffling to me that you start a guy that many times when you had veterans behind him, that could do a much better job. And we saw that at the end of the season, uh, when, uh, the new head coach took over, didn't even start him at all. I don't think he was on the roster for one of those, one or two of those games. So, it's interesting, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised you brought his name up first. And, you know, listener Blake, um, shortly after he was acquired by the Loons, sent over his, I think his Y Scout, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but his his his, his scouting, scouting, report. Or, scouting report background. And you could, on paper, he probably seemed to fit Heath's scheme perfectly. You know, played the, you know, left back. He came up in attack. Um, maybe was even effective, you know, with with his league, you know, two squad. But uh, on, that's what I'm saying. On paper, he but, was a fit. But it's almost like that's it. They just looked at this wise scout report, picked a player, and that was it. He didn't, it, he didn't attack at all. He didn't do anything in the. Here's no. the other thing. Here's the other thing. There is absolutely in no universe does League Two in England translate to MLS. Absolutely. Not. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people that are down on MLS and the quality, but we are not League Two England. No, we are no. probably pretty comparable to Championship, if not better than Championship in some cases. I, I would mean, say lo- lower half of Premier League, upper half of Championship. I would. Say. Yeah, I, I think that would be pretty fair. I think. Yeah. The <laughs> the fact that he was starting, I mean, getting any meaningful minutes in this oh. squad is just shocking now, to me. Now hold on, hold on. Our biggest signing ever, Hookie, came from the Championship, I believe. Technically. Yeah, but, but that's, that's a Championship. That's, that's a not Championship. Two. Yeah. That's that's yeah. like you know right on par. Yeah, I'm League just Two. League Dave two, you might as well just be playing Sunday league and be done with it. Dave, yeah. we're in the same room now. We're not across <laughs> Zoom right now. So I could slap you pretty hard if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> just strangle him with that curtain back there. Yeah, that would. Um, but no, I think all of us think Ethan Bristol was the worst. But David, you have somebody else that you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's unfair to honestly to pick Ethan because of the situation he was put in. I think it was just completely asshole to even put him there um no i think the the worst player on the squad alexi gomez award goes to caravan ariag that guy was oh. awful this season oh. um, i mean it, oh, and yeah. he did have some injury concerns during the season yeah. but man he was bad this he season was. he was yeah. not good so That's i mean it's across all statistical categories he was pretty poor i i think that that is i think okay. he qualifies 
for me right. as the Alexi Gomez award winner. All right. All right. I, I mean, that's, that's that fair. Is a fair. That is a fair pick. Yeah. Fair. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like I, with Bristol, it's like recently biased, right? I mean, that's what it is. I, I'll throw. I mean, I, I can. If, I mean, if we don't, I can throw out another name just and maybe you guys can shoot me down. But um, I wanted to kind of throw out DJ Taylor and maybe it's because I, I, had higher, sure, yeah. I had higher. I think I had higher expectations. I mean, so I think maybe DJ Taylor, let's I'll put it in context. I don't think he necessarily wins the award, but he's a nominee only because. I expected much better things coming into this season based off what we saw last season. He was, you know, again, plays on the back line like um, Bristol did. did, And he he was among this team's lowest passing percentage. Yeah. Um, And you're playing on the back line. Your passing has to be good. It wasn't. And the problem is, speaking of Bristol, like DJ Taylor was not involved in the attack at all. Well, I guess he was. But his crossing was just horrendous. I think it's one yeah. of the reasons they brought in Bristol. Well, is right. because of DJ Taylor's lack I, of performance. Can I say something? It could about be. DJ Taylor? Yeah. I think DJ Taylor's punching above his weight. Technically, he should not I, be starting in class. He's a he'd be great backup, like end of the game type of deal. But he's totally punching above his weight. See, I mean, you, he, you remember we got him from North yeah. Carolina FC. And yeah. um, I, I think that when we I, I remember thinking that when we got him, um, that we, he was that we were just kind of settling for a wing back that might be considered one of the best in uh, the USL, but not so much in the MLS. So, yeah, you know, it, uh, yeah I, I think that. Taylor, if he goes back to the USL, he'll he'll thrive. But um, yes. the MLS is not for him. He's a but well, in the, even in MLS, he's he's a backup. He's not a starter. Yeah, you yeah. you can yeah. you can use the exact what I just argued with with Bristow for the same thing here. You know, we had a scouting team, maybe I don't know, maybe it wasn't even a scouting team who was as Connor you said settling on a lot of players and it's like that entire back line should have been revamped this off season. It never was yeah. this past off season. I should say. Um, and it never was. And so we had players who didn't belong starting Tony, as you said, and it, it's, it was what it was. That's who we had. So we had to use them. Um, and that's, I think that's why Bristow was where he was because we were terrible with whatever, however we were picking players. It was just not, not good. Yeah. And, you know, guys, um, since we've mentioned both Bristow and Taylor as uh, one of our, our nominees for uh, the Alexi Gomez award, that brings up a point that I want to see for the next year is that, is that we need new wingbacks. That's our, that is our number one That's, area of. Yeah, of, yeah of, of, totally. Unless, yeah. unless you're bringing Debassi back. Well, well, I, I mean, I, I would hope that Debassi goes back to center back if he comes back well, to start. Again, that's my hope. Connor, that's actually my hope. Is like, Boxel, I think, is gone. Because uh, I think so, too. Around. So you get Debassi and Tapias in the center back. I like that. And then you got two wingbacks you need to get. Now, yeah. if Boxer comes back, if Boxy comes back, which is a huge if, you get Boxy, uh, Tapias, and Debassi, you need one wingback. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... I agree with you guys and that, but that's what I thought was interesting about, and it, I probably no surprise to most of our listeners, but that's what I thought was interesting. You know, after Heath was sacked, 
and I'm his name is escaping the interim head coach. But after McCauley, yeah, his you know his first game as acting head coach was to change out the didn't he change out both wingbacks? Bossy and Valentine. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's funny, I, like I mean, it's funny that Valentin like played pretty well for this team as kind of a career backup type of guy. You know, he was I mean serviceable, right? And all of a sudden yeah. he changed it up. Like, why? I mean, he was doing everything you needed him to do. Because you know, Heath he, is Heath, Tony. Heath uh, is yes. Heath the English will English. He has a doghouse that is incredibly yeah. difficult to get out of, apparently. I mean, that's just all there is to it. <laughs> and Trinity. incredibly easy to get into. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, look at Tommy Chacon. Jeez. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's... Wait, there's a it's big just, waste of money there. It is wild, though. It seems like... It, it's funny, though. Once you got into his doghouse, you weren't getting out. Like, no. Yeah, it's funny, David, you mentioned easy to get into, apparently so, and then tough to get out of. You know, it's, it's frustratingly so. Yeah. Yep. So... I think we're all well. Ethan Bristol slash, uh, uh, shit. Reynoso, not Reynoso. Reynoso, not the word. DJ Taylor, no DJ Taylor, and then Curvin Ariaga. Yeah, yeah. Curvin Ariaga was the other one. Yeah. yeah. So those are those are like the three rounded out. Yeah. Um, we'll give it to all of them. Just give the they can share the award. Um, let's talk finally, guys, about the best newcomer. You're going to let me go first this time, right? No, David. No, let, let me go, go first. Let me go first. <laughs> let's uh, let's let David go that. first because I bet you five bucks he has somebody different than anybody else. Probably. So, David, the best newcomer. Best newcomer is hands down Tapius. That's that's a good pick. I think that's, that's the right pick. answer. Because. That's, I think that's the right answer. Yeah, because. I mean, he came in center back. He took over immediately. He played... Mm-hmm. Almost as many minutes as Michael Boxel. He played better than Michael Boxel in most categories. Yeah. He has been a solid center back, and I would, without a doubt, build next year's back line around him. I, I, I would. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, I, I get why somebody on this podcast may choose someone else who, you know, yeah, is know. what it is. But I, but- I, Really do believe. I mean, Tapius uh, played very well in a situation where he was on the left. He had yeah. to deal with the worst of the worst at fullback. Right. So, I mean, it, man, he, I, 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 I don't see great, how you can't pick it. Um, David, regarding Tapius, was it, I think it was you who said when we picked him up, you saw some people on social media say, he was good or bad. Like it was like a yes. kind of a 50 50 type of thing. It was, it, yeah, it was board. all over the place. It, it was yeah, like man. you either had, I think it probably leaned a little bit more towards Pachuca was going to be upset that they yeah. got rid of him. But yeah. there were a lot of people that were just down on him. But I will say, I think that had a lot to do with the recency bias that you talked about. He played in a game just like a week or two before we signed him where they lost like 4-0. And he was in that game, and I think he was at fault for at least one of the goals. Um, yeah. And there were a lot of fans that, from what I could see, you know, Google Translate, if it was correct, <clears throat> were really upset with how he played in that game. And I so I think a lot of it was that recency bias. Um, 
but there, yeah, there were, it was either really good or really bad. Yeah. And he came, he came into this club and basically since day one made an immediate impact. Like locked he, down. Just, locked solid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, he, uh, the thing is with Topias, I look at it and I go, he came into like a bad situation playing next to Boxel. And we all love Boxy, but Boxy's not fast anymore. And Boxy likes to get up the pitch. And yeah. Topias really became the guy like to kind of back Boxel up. And you probably guys probably didn't remember this. And maybe uh, listener Blake will be able to look into this and give us an answer. But were there any goals this year? Do you guys remember any goals this year where like Topias fucked up? I mean, I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. No, I don't. Topias's name I mean, about fuck ups, right? I, I feel. I mean, yeah, it's a tough question. I, there, I, there might have been it. Yeah, but I, I, think I think the problem was that he was on the left, right? So a lot yeah. of things could have been who was over on the left fullback side, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm sure he was at fault for something. That's that's I mean, what I'm I, gonna I, say. I like we 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 don't need people coming at us on Twitter saying yeah. saying, with clips. But yeah, I think the you know what I'm saying we have everyone everyone fucks up every now and then. <laughs> right, right. But we didn't talk. I mean, we didn't talk about him in a negative way. That's true. Time. Yeah, no, I don't think fact, we did. This, this is probably the most we've spent talking about Tapius on it's any probably is. And that's Which a good thing. Is uh, a good on. thing. Yep. Yes, it's a good Dave, thing. Dave, continue. I did remember bringing him up a couple times on this podcast saying. He's been a surprise. He's locked it down. He's been kind of a rock back there. And like nobody talks about him. Like nobody no. says shit about well, him. Well, the point is we yeah, we have definitely we might have talked about him, but we haven't spent a significant mm-hmm. amount of time talking in a negative way. That's for oh, sure. Right. All right. So Davis got Topius. And I think again, that's the right answer. Generally no. speaking, and Connor's going to say no. Something. There's, I think there, there's obviously you, you've got to. Hey, hey, Dave, you get to go last again. You have to go last again. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. There's two Dave, right go. answers. No, no, no. I, I want to go last. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. Dave, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Dave, go ahead. Dave, go ahead. Because <laughs> I know there. I I realize you know as we're if we're talking about newcomers, I think honestly there's two right answers. Uh, David, great, great start to this conversation but i want to throw in one that maybe doesn't deserve to be there but i want to say jan gregus could that be i know he's not he's a newcomer for the season but what where am i am i like on another planet you just mentioned jan gregus as newcomer he's not even a newcomer you can't even consider him he's a newcomer for the season as we talk about the 2023 season yeah i mean Yeah, uh, but again, I'm I'm saying this kind of jokingly because I think there's two answers for this, and I'm going in the middle. So I'm just going to throw his name out there. The only reason I bring him up is because when we signed him, I kind of thought he'd be coming off the bench, wouldn't make an impact for this club, you know, down the stretch. But I think he really did, and I think he, you know, I was talking about passing DJ Taylor. He was kind of at the bottom of the list. Well, guess who was at the top of that list? For this club in 2023, it was Jan Greg's his, his passing sure. percentage. I I think, um, and I do I know this is maybe not fair because he was with this club in years past, but this year he played much more of a role after his signing than I ever thought he would, and I thought he played sure. quite well. That's true. You know, no, he didn't push yeah. us over the edge, but uh, his that. play was pleasantly surprising, and I'm I'm glad he came back. Quite frankly, so I I just I, I, I throw that. I throw that out there just for fun because I know we're going to talk about another player, but I want to put him out there as well. Well, okay. Yeah, I guess. I just don't think he qualifies. 
I agree with you, but I don't think he qualifies. I do. I do believe. I mean, just quickly, guys. I do believe he did solidify the midfield. We were having some issues with injuries. I agree with that. You know, I I don't think we would have been where we were at at the end of the season without him having a chance to go into the playoffs. Uh, But newcomer of the year is a little bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. But again, if we're just talking about the 2023 season, he was a newcomer. Yeah, but he already played in the system, though. I mean, that's. I know, I know. We'll say the the term technically. We don't. We don't need to spend twenty minutes talking about Jan Gregus. I'm gonna pass it off to. Well, who's got one? Well, I. I don't want to steal your guys' thunder, but I think you have to obviously bring up Timo Kuki. You do, yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know he's been a bit polarizing, at least on this podcast. But at the end of the day, if you look at the, uh, the, you know, he scored what ten goals for this club. Yeah, he did. I think yeah. he scored four in one game. That yeah, kind of buy, that kind of stretches that a little bit. Yeah. And against but, the worst team in the West. But, True. True. And I will say this: Defense his when West, he sh- when he showed up, David. I know you had your concerns about him, which maybe are given his age, uh, or justifiably so. But the fact is, he did seem to pick up his pace and shows. You know, he started slow. There's no doubt about it. I know he got an early goal. I think in MLS play. But definitely started slow, and we all had our concerns. You know, is this a system thing? Is this a Heath thing? Strikers are having problems with this club. Is it Heath, Heath, Heath? But regardless if that's true or not, he did seem to show significant improvement, whether it's, you know, goals, expected goals scored or goals scored per 90. Um, He did seem to improve with his time you know, over the course of the season. So he's under contract, I believe, for next season as well. Yep. Assuming he's going to be with the next club. Two seasons. You know, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, maybe there's... Now he's getting up there in age, but maybe there's some promise. You know, maybe there should be some excitement about what he can add to this club based on his improvement, at least statistically, mm-hmm. over the second half of this season. So that's why you have to bring up... No, I, I, I agree. I think you're right. He... He, um, everyone is very, I think everyone was very concerned about how he started. Um, and he did finally turn it around. Um, I, again, I'm not picking him because he wasn't here the full season. I just think Tapias is more deserving because he played the full season. Yeah, Yeah. true. Agreed. Um, that's the same way as me, David. I, Tapias is my top guy. Uh, Pookie's my number two, but only because we played a half a season. Uh, we've talked about both of them, Connor. Uh, yeah, same with me. Uh, Tapias and Puki are both up there. Puki, um, was I was really excited about that signing, not not just because um, uh, we're finally getting a profile player in Minnesota, but also because that signing was probably going to make or break whether or not Heath was going to be fired. So, uh, I I was very happy about it. Uh, he did well. He he managed to get into the double double digits in scoring, but I do want to throw out one name that probably shouldn't be uh shouldn't be considered for this. But I did like how he played when he came in. Ismail Chizuri Shradi. Um, I thought he did. All really right. well. sure, sure. I thought he did really well. I, I I'm um, Connor. That's I, I would agree that. Yeah. Connor, that's amazing because I I wasn't gonna let the segment go. I was pointing pointing to his name on my iPad to Tony because I was like, we can't let the segment go without at least mentioning that name. So yeah. thank thank you, Connor. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's he, uh, he kind of got ghosted towards the end of the season, though. I'm not he sure. He did, why. and I don't understand it because I thought his link up play with Pookie that like it was only kind of starting, but I saw flashes of brilliance in it. And so I hope that we see more of that next year, because assuming Tajiri Shradi is coming back. But uh, I I I liked what I saw from him. I thought that he had great midfield link up play and he could be uh, maybe not a full-time starter, but at least a part-time starter for the for the club. I mean, we'll see what happens when yep. Robin Robin Lude comes yeah. back. But uh, oh yeah, that's another thing. We have guys. We have a lot to talk about this off season, and we'll get into it during the off season, especially yeah. when we get a new head coach and a new athletic director and all that stuff. But yeah, Robin Lude's a big question mark for this team. Uh, you know, who we bring back, how does Lud fit in if he's coming back, all that type of stuff. But that's for another time. Um, I think we covered everybody that we thought was uh, worthy of these awards this year. So we'll be sending out the uh, fruit baskets to these players. No, we won't. We won't be sending anything to these players. Um, we'll send yeah. you a lunacy sticker. We'll send you a lunacy sticker. Yes. By the way, I do have the lunacy podcast coasters and stickers here in Vegas. And I'll be giving out the coasters to different bars around here. So nice. maybe we'll get listens. Uh, but uh, are we going to do best guest and worst guest on the Lunacy Podcast? We know what the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm curious, who's the worst guest? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any worst guests. We only had best guests. We never have worst guests, Dave. But I'm we should say, give a yeah. shout out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've we've got uh, well, it's uh, what's her name? It's uh, well, we had Sam Sean Bigness, that... Sean Bigness, Sam Woj, and um... Sam Woj, and uh, and then uh, I'm blanking on her name. Who's the? God, uh, why am I blanking on her name right now? Person, um, yeah. God, can't remember her name. Shouldn't yeah. brought it up. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, she, I know, she, she listens to the podcast too. Why am no, I totally like, blanking on this? Like, I'm gonna feel bad about this. Guys. Connor, look it up and we'll we'll keep talking. So because she actually might qualify for best guest. I mean, no yeah. offense to Sean Biggins, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's pretty oh. tough. That's pretty tough. The Woj, the Wojster though, she's doing uh, guys, she like blew up. I can't believe Case Godwin. That's Pace. who it is. Case Godwin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. God, that's um, I I, and I, I remembered that all on my own. Just to, just for the record, I remembered that all on my own. I didn't have to look it up. So sorry, I Case. Cannot, we know you listen to the show. Yes, I cannot believe how big uh, Woj has blown up. Oh, uh, no. uh, you look at Twitter. She's got like things going on with the Toronto Raptors, with the Maple Leafs. She's got things, and they're like retweeting her stuff all the time. What I love about that is remember when we had her on last season, mm -hmm. she definitely told us that, hey, this is the, my first podcast ever. Yeah. And not only has she been on multiple podcasts, I'm sure she's been on national broadcast television. Yeah. So it, it's, it's right. a pretty cool story to follow. The first, you know, we'll get to Mo Montreal at some point to see her. But uh, yeah, it's incredible she's been great and uh i don't know if she listens to the podcast often but and we'll have her on we'll have her on again next year you and, know and as, have us and assuming case godwin is listening to this podcast um god i hope she's not yeah that you know, that would that's kinda, really honestly i hope she's not either but she that's was really amazing guest as well for this season because ever since we had her on it was so fun to watch her literally work yeah you know yes. when you saw her on the field you know 
it was just it was just right. a lot of fun a lot of insight from her so gosh yeah we had some good guests we def- definitely didn't have any worse guests i mean stuff. to be clear it's not that fun to see her work because when she's working oh, that means one oh, of our yeah. players is Ooh. injured yeah, and that's, sure. that's right it's not a great it's thing. it's cool to see her do her job but yes. caveat it sucks that mm-hmm. she's having to do her job well said thank you for saying that yeah. appreciate it can um, can we do the worst game? We know it's the worst game. game like. Well, if you have one, go ahead and throw it out, and then maybe well, we'll, we'll you know, I mic. Tony mentioned that the worst game was probably the KZ match. I I disagree. Yeah. I think the worst game was the LA Galaxy match that we oh. were up. Oh, what was it two yeah. to one, and we ended three up to losing. One. Uh, three yeah, to three to one, and we ended up losing four to three. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, and that does. That and the reason I said it was tough to do that category is because pick a game from September and it would qualify. That certainly does though. That might qualify as the worst game of September and therefore might qualify as the worst match of the year. I'm out. I'm done with this podcast. Sure. I'm done. This is ridiculous. I can't. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I mean, but that no. I think I agree with that, David. What you said is because September was a horrible month, and I think you picked the worst game of September. So yeah. I yeah. Think that, uh, right. Right, you know, it was back. like we were dropping points before, for sure, right? But that yeah. game was just like the epitome of deflation. Like, it was yeah, just... Because it's, yeah. it's one of those, at least for me, it was one of those I had already penciled in a win on my little, you know, schedule. A win. And it turned out to be not, not only a, a, a draw, but a, a loss. And so that, that was rough. And again... Yeah. That's why you pick any one of those games. It changes the course of the season. Let's say the Loons had finished taking care of business with a lead that, David, you mentioned. Decision day would have looked a whole lot different. Yeah. The game could have been played a whole lot differently. And even if, you know, I'm not saying they would have, you know, things, maybe they still don't make the playoffs, but you might have been playing that game with a different mindset that it is, you know, against Sporting Kansas City. So things could have turned out completely different. So I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I'll... I don't need to bring up a different game, I think, because I think that's a good one. Oh, okay. yeah, you should. Yeah, and that's why, you know, it's a 34-game schedule in, you know, MLS regular season, right? And you pick any one of those games and you, you add three points, and it, every game's important, but... I don't want to be sad going to the casino tonight, Davis. <laughs> it's almost thing. like yeah, you brought up bad memories. <laughs> no, it is, it is fun. It, bottom know. line... There's no doubt about it. Even with Reynoso missing the first 15 matches of, of this season, it was a very disappointing season for the Loons. Yeah, we all, um, we all know. It's, you know, yeah. head coach yeah. was fired with two games with remaining. Mm. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't a great year. Let's... I mean, honestly, don't. So part of me kind of wishes they would have let Heath finish the season out because. Can you imagine, like, just knowing what would have happened? Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. could it have been worse? Well, like, you know, it's well, like the train. Well, it's like the train wreck thing, right? Like, you can't not look at a train wreck or an accident. Have been worse, You're always David. like wanting to. Could it have been worse? Or what if? What if somehow they make the playoffs, go on a run, you know? Didn't you know things didn't have to turn out that much differently for this club to make the playoffs, right? You know, right? Went differently, well, you know, you're 
yeah, it's literally hanging in the balance where he gets fired. We end up going to the galaxy, or we end up having the galaxy here, I guess. Um, and we win that game, right? Right. But, you know, if we would have lost that game, you know, Heath would have stayed on and we would have lost that game too. We would have been done, right? I mean, right. like, that right. would have been it. Yep. Yep. So part of me wishes that they would have just let it play out and well, really be able to pin the whole season on Adrian Heath. Because everyone knows that when you have a managerial change, a lot of times there's a bump. Right? right. There you you get that you get that bump and then things settle down after that. But it, it's it's similar to when players join a squad, right? Like Pookie had a really good um first start. Um Darwin Cantero had a first had two really good games right after he joined. And then everything levels off and it kind of goes goes normal. I I I I hope I'm not interrupting, but I, I agree hundred percent. And honestly, I I I wish they didn't fire him with two games remaining either, because let's not forget Heath, you know, he was part of the three year plan. Basically he had handcuffs on. And then once they really you know, once they released him, you know, Heath did a lot of good things for this club. We had four years, you know, of postseason. I wouldn't say success, but they made the postseason for four years. And Heath was a good coach for many years for this. I, club. I'm trying and, to. Sorry, sorry I'm, I'm trying to figure I'm, out what Tony's contemplating. I was going right to say, I'm looking at Tony's <laughs> facial expressions. I'm just like, what is going on there? <laughs> it's the same room, so it's different. But like, I am a little irritated by that. I think it's, I think it's a bush league, in my opinion, to fire a coach with two games remaining in the regular season. No, at that point, when they fired him, the odds of the, this team making the postseason weren't great. And you fire him with two games remaining. You know, I, I just don't like that. The only scenario at the time that I thought was maybe justifiable was if they were going to get a head start on finding a new head coach. Well, now, right. as we record this like a month later, they haven't, you know, hired a new head coach. It's not like they wanted to fire him just so they could hire somebody else. So, right. yeah, I, I really don't like it. And so, David, you mentioned it. Maybe they were looking for that bump when you, that you might get. Maybe right. that's why they did it. But if that's the only reason they did it, I don't like it. I honestly don't. Yeah, I agree 100%. You guys are just making me sad now. Yeah, that's, I, I agree with let's that. Let's not go down the sad rabbit. I'm in Vegas for fuck's sakes. Let's not go down the sad rabbit hole. I don't want to. Honey, we're part sad. of a Minnesota United podcast. There's no reason to not to be sad. Okay, yeah. We're not. We're, we're not. I mean, compared to the other Minnesota United podcasts, we're, we're not. We're typically usually not the most negative ones either. So. Yeah, no, that's don't, true. That's true. Don't ruin my night. <laughs> I won't. We're constructive. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't you have stuff to do tomorrow, Tony? Well, no, hold on. No, I, yeah, Tony's working here. I mean, I'm on. You, you don't have. You have no reason to have a good night. I mean, you're <laughs> going to do stuff. Well, you go I'm to bed. To go to bed sad. You'll have a good sleep that way. Like, well, no, right. usually, yeah. Connor, usually, Connor. If I get sad on this podcast, I get to cry on my own fucking pillow. But tonight, I don't. I had a crying pillow on bed with Dave down here on a little sofa bed. But you can still cry if you want. Well, I don't want to cry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, how about you give Dave the bed and then you can cry on the sofa? I don't want to talk. I got this nice pullout couch. It's going to be great. Yeah, pullout couch. It's fine. No, I do actually have, uh, there's the opening uh, speaker, which is the F1 guy, David. Uh, 
F1. I might go to it. I might not. I don't know. I'm not kind of like up in the air about it. But uh, then I have a couple classes Tuesday and Wednesday. But I'm pretty much free most of the time around here, which is kind of nice. You know, I got Hmm. things going on every once in a while. But let's let's get away from all the Heath this and blah, 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 blah. That's let's go to some soccer history. Make me happy, Connor. All righty. Yeah, no losses, only wins. No losses. Yeah. No losses, only wins. Okay, you're right. all right. So that was a short segment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> welcome to the his- welcome to Minnesota soccer history for the day. All right. Yep. Thank thank you for thank you for listening. That was it. Um. So, okay. So I, I do have a few wins to to talk about actually, and I have a birthday. Thank you. Um. So uh, I'm gonna do it old style this time. I'm not gonna concentrate on on a regular game, but uh, we'll do. November 2nd, 2013, uh, United played their final regular season match at the Tampa Bay Rowdies and won 6-4. to four. Rowdies. They hated Tampa Bay Rowdies. That was, that was a big matchup back in the day. Damn you, yeah, Rowdies. Yeah, yeah the, found, yeah. the final match of the season, I think that was to get into the playoffs. Hold um, on a second. Before we can move on here, Connor. David, have you been to a Rowdies game yet? Not since we first moved down here. Because oh, I went you to the went final. To oh, that's right. You went yeah. to the one against Orange County. Right. Yeah, I went to the final, and then I also went to uh, another one. Yeah. Well, can't remember nice. what game that was. Um. Then. Um. Okay. So we're going back to Strikers' days, November third, in nineteen eighty-five. The Strikers went to the Baltimore Blast. And one four to three. Blast, Baltimore Blast. Really? There, there's Come another. On. There's another one we haven't had in a while. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, it's not a win, but uh, we'll say tomorrow, happy twenty third birthday to one Joseph Rosales. He is twenty three tomorrow. Nice. Man, oh, he's young. young. Yeah, yeah very, I, very. I didn't think yeah. he was that young. Yeah, he's but. David, did you yeah. are you? Do you see a rat back there? Or? No, my sprinklers came on. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know that the sprinklers don't come this way, so I might have to move. I don't know. Are you on your patio or are you in the middle of your backyard? I can't tell because it's, it's my so patio. Dark. Okay, oh, yeah. nice. There there's a slight chance though that they may rotate this way. That way, I hope not. <laughs> not on your computer. I guess we'll find out. No, you're good, Connor. You're okay, fine, Connor. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, awesome. No. Uh, well, great, Connor. Thanks for the soccer history. Um, before we get out of here, I have one quick funny story, guys. And this is out of the. Uh, this is out of New York City, so you know it's going to be good, right? Uh, a New York police officer lost his left ring finger, up to the first knuckle, when a reckless driver suspect bit him. So he pulled over a guy, and the dude bit him and broke. It took his finger off. And his name was Sergio Guerrero. It his name was Luis Suarez. No, well, it's Lenny Rodriguez. Uh, oh. Cruz, Lenny Rodriguez Cruz. Huh? Could be says 25 years. The episode started shortly before midnight. Police officer patrolling in the Jamaica section of Queens spotted Rodriguez Cruz driving a car with license plates that weren't registered to the vehicle. Well, that's not surprising. Uh, the officer tried to pull Rodriguez over, but he sped off, mounted a, mounted a sidewalk, 
and drove through a park, scattering parkours as they ran to safety. Uh, he kept driving, hit four vehicles, including an unmarked police car. That was part of a bear case that had to stop him. The driver of one of the cars that was hit was treated at the hospital. When officers finally pulled Rodriguez over and got him out of his crashed car, his breast smelled of alcohol. Go figure. Oh, yeah. His speech was slurred, and there was a cup containing alcohol beverage inside the car. No fucking way. <laughs> uh, in New York. Wow. Officer took Rodriguez to the local police station where he spit on the sergeant and bit the sergeant's fingertip off. What? Yeah. Really? Wait, I, at the police station? Yeah, the police station. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pissed off. I mean, this guy, he was in it to win it at this point, and he just went off. So he yeah. bit the officer's finger off. You know? So, You're already arrested. Just go for broke, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Right. You yeah. might as well just urinate in the car and take a shit in the police station and yeah. bite a finger off and go for broke, you know? Just yeah, yep. take all your clothes off and just go strip naked through the jail cells because that's right. a good idea. The fact that he dro- drove through a park, though, is what gets me. It's like he dro- people are like scattering. Like you see in the movies or, or like video games, like people are scattering in the park as he's driving through. It's like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, dude. I yeah, I, I do have I do have to say I have to apologize to Sergio Aguero. The whiskey has unfortunately made me forget that it was Luis Suarez who did the biting. Yeah, and I yeah. said Sergio Aguero. How many bites do you think we'll see at Inter Miami next year? At least Ooh. two. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's right. Holy shit! It's just what he does. I, I mean, totally forgot damn. about that. Damn it. Uh. Again, we're talking about because Miami is getting well. Barca Miami is becoming like the powerhouse of MLS. Is that part? Is that going to be? Did, am, am I just way off base when I say that? Did are is MLS uh, upping the DPS to four? Is that starting next year? Or I don't think this? Suarez was signed as a DP. No, mm. I heard some. Um, rumors. Yeah, Dave, it, I think you're correct. The, but the... t- Connor, I think you're also correct. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. And they're going to bump up their well salary shit too, I guess. Well, I mean, did, yeah, yeah, Miami did they finish dead last? I mean, well, I think Messi, second to last, but yeah. Messi got Barely, yeah. yeah. And the fact that Messi, well, people were calling for him to win Newcomer of the Year, and I'm like, well, no, not, not an amount. Did he didn't? It, he didn't. It was it was it was an amazing run through the league's cup, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It really was, but yep. uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. disappointing. Yeah. You know. Uh, not for us, but for for Miami, as far as MLS is concerned. Yes. But yes. So, guys, before we get out of here, um, Dave and I are going to go probably to the casino after this. We're going to go to Casino Royale for cheap beer, hopefully, nice. uh, maybe win some money. Um, that's about it, David. You're going to go to bed after your whiskey. Yeah, I probably should. It, yeah, maybe. Get to work tomorrow, David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Yep. Connor, yep, yep. you're gonna just hang out. Yeah, I'll hang out for sleeping. a little bit and then then go to bed. Uh, so, Your kids sleeping. Yeah, my kids sleeping. My my wife's up in bed reading. So uh, nice. We'll, uh, so I'll hang out for a little bit and then then head to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's only six thirty here, so it is. It's it's really, it feels a lot later. Really nice. I gotta say yeah, that, but it does. We're old now, Dave. We're old. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? 
we cover it all pretty much. Yeah, I think there's not much else to cover. Yeah, so I guess we, I mean, as far as future podcasts go, as you listen to this, we'll just kind of, are we going to play it by ear or do every couple weeks regardless or just wait for news? Play it by ear. I I mean, I would assume it's every couple weeks and then, you know, if it's news screws it up, we'll adjust, right? We're every two or three weeks, you know, depending on what's going on. And uh, if shit goes crazy in the MLS playoffs, we'll get on and talk about that a little bit. If we hire a new coach. Chris talk about that. We signed somebody. We'll talk about that. Uh, Fernoso decides to move back to his home country. We'll talk about that. Uh, but as yeah. I mentioned it uh, earlier in the podcast, I think, but it is an odd. Well, I don't know if it's odd, but it's unusual compared to at least last year. It's a long off season. Mm-hmm. You know, where last year, uh, what the regular season ended um, because of the World Cup. Yeah, early. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had a short off season mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. This year, we have a long off season. We the loons obviously finished in October and don't start until March, so it, it's a long off season. But it yeah, could be busy. It is. It could be a busy off. It could be. Could be busy off season. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Busy I'm gonna uh, place a bet that uh, Harrison Heath will be our next manager. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh well he's been responsible for all our scouting and signings right so speaking, speaking of bets david the uh futures came out for baseball yeah the brewers are 150 to one 150 to one to make the world series you, you, put, you want to put 10 bucks down on that jump on it now i guess 150 to one huh? yeah if you're gonna bet you better bet now you want to send me some money i'll bet on it for you 150 to one. I mean, I'd throw a hundred bucks on that. You would? I might actually. Hmm. Yeah, I'd think about that one. Yeah, think about it. I, mean, it, it, it. I bet it won't get any higher than that. No, it won't be. It'll get, probably get lower as the season Much gets, lower, yeah. depending on who they sign in the offseason. But this is the lowest, well, the highest it'll probably go. But now here's the thing, though. I mean, they're, they're looking at may council may be leaving. So. Yeah. The managerial decision could shift now, that. Hold up, David. Back in 1987, the Twins got manager Tom Kelly the first year, and they won the World Series. So, well, uh, right, true. That's that's and fair. It can happen. Can happen. That's what will happen to the Loons if we get Caleb Porter this year. Sign Caleb Porter, <laughs> Minnesota. All right. There's really Connor's not a better been... MLS. There's really not a better MLS choice than Caleb Porter. Connor, like you are the eternal optimist of this podcast. I tell you that much right now. I try. You're the I optimist. Yeah, I true. love it. I love. It. We need you on this podcast, but you're like the <laughs> optimist. You're the best. Um. Yeah. So, David, think about it. Yeah. Here all week. So, uh, Connor. Yeah. There's nothing really. No Packer stuff or whatever. It's. Yeah, other than they, them. no, yeah, other than like you know they're yeah. three and three and five, which is honestly better than I expected them to be at the beginning of the season. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I see the Packers <laughs> maybe getting three more wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Throw some money down, Connor. We'll look up the over under. We'll look it up. Packers we'll total up. wins. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, well, great. So for myself, Tony. For David, Dave, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in probably a couple weeks. 
Go Loons. Go MLS. Go MLS. MLS playoffs. <laughs> Seasons. Yes.